Oh, hey, it's Dr. Ted from ODB's Meet and Greet. We just had a great conversation talking everything from her friendship with Victoria. Is she going to be on the NWA All Women show that Mickey James is putting on? And if Bubba Ray Dudley tells you to take a shot, you better take it. What's your drink of choice? Well, we answer all this and more on the next edition of ODB's Meet and Greet. I am bitches. The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. America's sweetheart. Where did that come from? Because that's what that's what caught my attention, and that's what some of our. I don't like to say fans. I know that's a wrestling <laughs> thing to say fans. I say support just because. Like, I mean, how was COVID for you? Did you? What did you do during the whole time? Do you do you work other work, or were you trying to sneak around to making an indie or doing <laughs> things? Or what What did you do that affected so many people so differently? Yeah, I was so busy. Um, really? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it was actually I like really loved pandemic life. Um, okay, let's talk. Let's let's talk about that. That's yeah. So awesome. I uh, I ended up buying my first house in January of last what? year. Yeah. Um. So my so- real life job. I'm a paralegal. Um. And so what do people think about what you do at work? Because I mean, I'm looking at like. You're just like in charge of things, and, like a complete force. And like, I love your gimmicks. And, oh, thank you. You're know, not America's sweetheart. Like, does anybody give you any shit for that at work or bring oh, that up? Or- yeah. Um, my boss is like, what are you doing with your life? Um, when I come in and I mean, one time I came in with a full swollen eye and she was like, go home. I'm not going to make you sit in front of a computer with one eye. Um but you were ready to come in with one eye. I was. I was like, my hobby, you know, my weekend job shouldn't affect my real job. But she was like, no, I'll go home, take a sick day. It's fine. Because um, they, they love are, you. They are they very must... supportive. Yeah, They're I was going to say. Um, how, did you, how did you find it? Where, was everybody that you worked for supportive? Or was just this particular boss? Yes. So um, I work for a very small law firm. Um, We have about five attorneys. um, I support all of them. And it was actually really funny because I came home from Japan with a pretty bad back injury. And I was 21, only had a high school education and was just in between jobs because I went to Japan for three months. And I started going to a chiropractor and uh, I was doing morning appointments. And for whatever reason, one day I needed to go at night and I met an attorney at the chiropractor and we just started talking and she said, oh, you need a part-time job. We're looking to hire uh, a part-time file clerk at the firm that I work for. Send me your resume. And I was like, I have no experience at all. Um, They had uh, interviewed a couple other uh, law students that they didn't like and met with me and they liked me. So they hired me. And then three months later, they fired their paralegal. Another three months later, I did an online program to get my certificate and I got promoted to a full-time paralegal. I've been doing that for five years. So kidding me. Wow. Yeah. I kind of just fell into the position and I had been wrestling at that point. So I am very open that wrestling 
is is the dream. It's the goal. So uh, they worked with me a lot for that. And then um, COVID happened and I got to work from home. Um, so I wanted our wrestling school, uh, New, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, shut down for a couple months. Uh, but we were able to start um, doing classes uh, in the summer, I want to okay. say, of, of 2020. Uh, with masks, you know, smaller classes, only like five or six people. So I was able to stay, you know, training and in ring shape. And then we started doing closed studio tapings for YouTube uh, with Limitless Wrestling and Chaotic Wrestling. And so I really got to stay very active. I'm very blessed. Crazy. Like, what a great story. When everybody else is like shut down, you guys are just like the wrestling school was progressive enough to just like... I mean, it was hard, kind of hard to wrestle in masks, though, I would assume. Very difficult. Very difficult. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm dying, like, doing a simple drill. Um, but, I mean, it just – it made me just really realize how much I love wrestling and how much I want to do it. Um, this is what you want to do. You're this is what it. I want to do. This is it. This is what I want to make my living at. I don't want to have to go to an office every day. Um, I love being more involved in our training school. I love being able to help the new students. Um, so even if wrestling isn't a full-time job, uh, I would love to be able to train more and be more involved in that aspect. Um, so it definitely, the pandemic opened my eyes a lot to what I value most mm. in my life. I No, I love that. I'm looking at your photos and you said Japan and that's just so amazing because Grandpa Vince has put the hammer down on the length of our podcasts. I was thinking, you know, today and right before our interview that I botched a bunch of stuff. Um, I was like, what do I want to get for guests out of 27 minutes? And I want to hear a little bit of your story, how you got into it, please. And about Japan, I want to talk about what it is that that you're promoting and that where can people like monetarily support you? Let's talk about that next. And then kind of just like what you've learned throughout your life so far that only somebody in the wrestling business would be able to give this sort of advice that would apply to other people in the world. Like just if you're your regular Joe, what have you learned that you can share? Like, that's really important. So let's get right to like, do you have a website with just your gimmicks on it or is it pro wrestling tees? Like let's talk about what you have right now that people can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do have my pro wrestling tees store. Um, all the designs on there are pretty exclusive to pro wrestling tees. Um, I also have a big cartel. Uh, it's, davian.bigcartel.com or it might be switched bigcartel.davian.com not 100% sure but I have them in my 8x10s for sale on there um, I almost am completely out of pins I think I have two left um, and a handful of t-shirts um, the top dogs t-shirts is my tag team with uh, Skylar um, so I don't have too too much for merch at the moment um, with shows starting to come back with people I will be making more, um, but so kind of limited with what I have now. But the pro wrestling tees, they never run out. So if you want to so go there cool. for those exclusive designs, um, that would be your best bet. But my eight by tens, I just restocked. I printed out four new photos um, so that you can um, get on my big cartel. 
looking right now. I'll keep talking so I can look at pro wrestling tees. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I have I have some fun designs on there. Uh, my my personal favorite is the Powerpuff Girls design, um, which is me as Buttercup, um, my alter ego. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Keep going um, right now. Oh, that's really a cool shirt. Oh, thank you. I love it. Favorites. Not America's oh, sweetheart. Arrive, collect money, leave. Nice. Yes. So the um the arrive, collect money, leave one was inspired obviously by Stone Cold's t-shirt. Um, little bit of background. Um, I have this um, fun little scar on my face um, where somebody threw a chair at my head three minutes and sixteen seconds into a match. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm basically stone cold. Ha ha. Um, and the company Chaotic Wrestling that I work for mainly is one of my home promotions. Um, the fans just started one day to just leave dollar bills on the guardrail for me. Um, really? Yeah. I just, I, an old gimmick of mine was wearing a white business suit, uh, you know, the blazer, the skirt. And so they just threw two bucks on the, on the, rail and i'm like okay cool um and then that has turned into just them throwing money at me in my entrance but last friday i made 76 dollars in my entrance with 61 one dollar bills i'm just like guys this that's is really no that's really who's <laughs> really fun yeah i i want that gimmick that's great right. i like it no, i really like it yeah it's awesome I'm like i don't have to do anything but walk to the ring like this is incredible i love it <laughs> what promotion is that, that people that you were just at? That is chaotic wrestling. Okay. Uh, in Massachusetts. Okay. And you are coming out of Massachusetts. Let's go yeah. back to Japan. How, yeah. did you get, how did you get into that? And talk about that experience a little bit. So it's so crazy. Um, Sumi Sakai um, was very good friends with my trainer. And she invited me to a tryout in New York uh, to go to Japan. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get picked. Like, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to get picked. It's fine. I had been wrestling for two and a half years at that point. And I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to go. Like, sh- you know, I'll shoot my shot. And I went and I got picked. And I was like, wow. oh, wow, this is insane. I uh, didn't expect this at all, but cool. Um, So they at first told me uh, you're going to go for three months. And then they were like, would you want to go for six? And I was like, can we try three and see how it goes? Um, so I just got on a plane with no idea, like what I was getting myself into. Um, I went, I, I landed, I uh, got on a bus and they brought me to the dojo. Um, and I was li- the only other American who went was Renee Michelle. Um, and we, we lived together. We stayed in the dojo together for you know, 10 weeks and, um, and it was wild. The the craziest part was all the dogs that they had. Um, they had they had four dogs, and one of them was pregnant. So uh, Poochan was her name, a little poodle. She gave birth to six puppies. Um, so then there were ten dogs. <laughs> um, so there's just dogs everywhere, and the dogs wear diapers um, because I guess in Japanese culture. Um, it's cleaner for the dogs to go in the diapers than to go to the bathroom outside and bring the dirt from outside in the house. Okay. Like, All right. And really, this is very interesting. And yeah. I, I've traveled and been to Japan <laughs> times and I've never heard of this. So I've asked a lot of people about this and they're like, 
no, we didn't have dogs and the dogs didn't wear diapers. But I was like, okay, I mean, pretty much everybody we were around, if they had a dog, it was wearing a diaper. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, so we would change the doggy diapers, you know, take care of the dogs. That was a lot of it. Um, wait, wait a minute. Like, this is part of, like, your pay to take – like the people that owned the dojo had the dog or like what's yeah happening? yeah they had they had the dogs and they had all 10 of them Who and wants to dog shit all day not like, me I mean, but it's what it was just what we were told to do so, okay that's fine um one day they were they were like okay we're leaving so every two hours bottle feed the puppies and i was like what okay what is this craziness it was absolutely insane. Um, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, I, I tried to find the shower one day, and like, I found the bathroom, but there was only a toilet. And I was like, where's the shower? And then they showed me the shower, and it's literally just a spout coming out of the wall with a bucket. Oh, of course. And they're like, yeah, this, this is what you do. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. This is how it's going to go. But... So the the cultural aspect was wild. Like I'm from a small town in Massachusetts. I had never traveled. I was 21, uh, but the the wrestling there was incredible. Like there was one day there was uh, there was a monsoon and they were like it's gonna be a lighthouse. I'm so sorry. And 500 people showed up. And I was and they were like yeah lighthouse. And I was like you know what a lighthouse in America is yeah five three yeah I was like nobody. Uh, production (laughs) 20 you know um wow okay so you did learn some really great things in japan like what did you learn from from their culture and as far as what's applied to your wrestling what did you learn there um so it was just overall such an incredible experience like learning over there like the the girls who go live in the dojo they they give up everything but one of them was 18 years old and literally moved out of her parents' house and went and lived in a dojo. Like, she was like, we're in, until I make it onto shows, I can't have a sip of alcohol. I can't smoke anything. I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend. Like, they call it the three taboos. And so they would ask me, you know, about how often I train. And, like that. and I'm like, like, three times a week, like, I have to have a real job. And they were like, whoa, you have to have a real job? You don't live at your training school? And I was like, no, it's very different in America. Um, so it definitely gave a, a more of appreciation of the, the craft, like how much they give up to be able to wrestle full time. And Is it's men and women or just women? So just women. I did two shows or, or three shows. No, where I mean, is it rules apply the three things? Is it just to women or to men? Oh, see, I don't know if it was just them. Um, but when we went to um, a show and there were men on the card, they were like, you sit in the locker room and you don't speak to any men. Like, you sit there and you keep quiet. And I was like, okay. Like, they did not want us fooling around, um, which – I mean, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> um, but so I was like, okay, we, we sit here and we we don't interact with any men. Um, there was one uh, – so basically with the company, we would all travel together. Um, but there was one event where I was, like, subcontracted out. They Another promotion called the promotion I was working for and was like, hey, we want to book her. Um, so they just put me on a bus and – 
was like, okay, you're going to go 14 hours. And I was like, whoa, what? Like I had to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning to get on a train to then get in an SUV with three strange men to then be put on two different buses and get to the venue. And they're like, okay, you sit in the locker room. You don't talk to anybody. And I was like, okay, like whatever. Um, And then we're back on the bus to go home. And there's this guy talking to me and he's very drunk and he's like flipping me off because I don't know Japanese. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. They told me not to talk to men. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. And then he just got off the bus and it was like, okay, whatever. And I got back to the dojo and I was like, Whoo, I'm alive. You know, it was crazy. Um, but you have, I- a, you have a really good following. Like I'm really impressed. Like you're, you're doing really well. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, you know, just come always like, eh, whatever. I'm, I'm nobody. I just try to stay humble and just, you know, I get to do what I love, um, on the weekends. <laughs> so I, that I, and I want to do it, uh, full time, uh, cause this is my, the dream I've had since I was 11 years old. Uh, Why? It, Why? What, what got you into this at 11 years old? Um, so my brother started watching wrestling before me and we're 20 months apart. So we were really close growing up and, um, I just happened to like walk by the TV and he was watching it and it was Christian versus Randy Orton on Sunday night heat. And I was like, I could get into this. And like, we just, we would love, we, we would tie our karate belts around the room and make a fake wrestling ring and beat each other up. Um, and it was just like, you know, and then we started watching the girls like Trish Stratus, Lita, and they're just like so cool. They're so athletic and just the larger than life aspect of it, where it's like you get to be athletic, you get to be a persona that can be anything. It can literally be anything. Um, so I just like, I just love the storytelling, just all of it. You know, it took me so long to be able to be like, to get really into like designing my gear. Um, it's so fun to just be able to like throw glitter on things and like, but still be a badass and incorporate all the different facets of my personality into this huge larger than life personality and, and perform in front of people. Where did not America's sweetheart come from? Um, so I actually stole it from an L King song called America's sweetheart. And L King's been around that long? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the lyrics just really resonated with me. Um, you know, she she says, you know, I think I'm pretty with these old boots on. Um, and I might not be America's sweetheart, but you love me anyway. And it's just basically kind of somebody who goes against the grain. Um, and they might not be exactly what people want or fit a mold but they're so unabashedly themselves. And that's what I feel like I've been doing my whole life. Um, I've never gone through anybody's standards. Um, I don't look like the typical female wrestler. I'm very, very self-aware of that. Um, And it took me a really long time to be able to be comfortable being different. I have always, always, always wanted to change myself to fit in. Um, and I had to realize like, Hey, standing out makes you special. Uh, and it makes people who are different relate to you. It's okay to not be in the box. It's fine. Um, and so being not America's sweetheart, that's really what it means to me. 
have people been have they criticized you for not looking like you in your own words you said i don't look like other female wrestlers and i'm aware of that have you faced anybody making comments or as oh yeah have people been really cool to you or um i feel like my like my own peers and stuff have always been really wonderful um I'm, i'm my own worst enemy um I am brutal to myself, um, which is something I really struggle with and work on every single day. Um, but I've def- I have had promoters be like, oh, you're not hot enough to be on my show. Um, and it's just like, okay, it's fine. It comes with the territory, but I'm just going to keep Did they say that stuff. or did they figure out a more tactful way of... Oh, no. When I first started wrestling, um, I had somebody say to my face, um, "You to be on my show, you either have to be really really good or really hot and you're neither um and to me it's just like okay that's fine if that's your opinion by all means that's that's your opinion but i will prove you wrong so and later they did come around and was like oh my god you're so talented <laughs> but it's just like eh, whatever i you know you get mean comments from fans all the time um when I debut new places, when I did AEW Dark, my biggest fear was the online bashing I would get for how I look. Um, but then it was overall very positive feedback. There are only like one or two comments. So it's just like, it's always in the back of my head. But and then I have to be like, hey, you know, there are other girls who have come up to me and say, hey, just because you don't look like everybody else, you made me want to be a wrestler. Um, cool. So that is what... I really like, like, okay, remember the, remember the positivity and just stay positive and let the negativity go because you're doing your best um, and just trying to live my best life, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. So I'm watching our time. I can't believe I have to watch my time. I got to watch my time. <laughs> um, what have you learned throughout your, because you've been doing this for a while. What have you learned to be grateful for and to not take for granted that, it would be a lesson that that somebody working a nine to five or like I said, somebody with not such a crazy life on the weekends could learn from. Um, definitely. I have learned um, to just do what you love um, in in life. Life is not long. It may seem long, but it goes by very fast. Um, I still feel like yeah, I had my first day of training yesterday and I'm going on nine years of training. Oh my God, girl. Yeah, July 3rd is my wrestling anniversary. So July 3rd, 2021 will be nine years since I set foot in a wrestling ring for the first time. Wow. And it just appreciate every single um, uh, opportunity you get, even if it's a struggle. Um, life happens. Everything happens for a reason. And that's what I've learned, you know, in wrestling, like life is so short to, to not do exactly what you love and what you're passionate about. Uh, If you can make money at it, it's even better. Um, But definitely whatever makes you the most happy, go for it. Because I mean, I found what makes me most happy when I was 11. And the fact that I get to do it every single weekend, even weekdays, and I have cultivated the best friendships and relationships from wrestling. That's huge. It's it's a whole 
different bond because I mean, we have to travel together. There, I mean, I don't know like these people's favorite color, but I know their deepest, darkest thoughts because it's such. I mean, entertainment business is very, very hard on you mentally. Yeah. Um, so you know, we just and and then it's so physical. You have to trust on a whole nother level. Um, Interesting point. I forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. A trust on a whole nother level that you're getting in there with somebody and being like, hey, you're not going to break my neck or something, you know? So um, physically, mentally, the business is very, very hard, but you just, you find so much love. And if uh, if you follow your passions, you, your life is just really fulfilling. So that's what I've learned. That's a, that's a beautiful message. And I'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce your name. <laughs> so... It's like Vivian, but with a D. So Davian. Oh, I would not have gotten that right. <laughs> Davian. That's my real name. That's my, that is my real name. My mom. Oh, that doesn't, I don't care if it's a gimmick or real. Oh, or yeah. Davian. Wow. Where'd that come from? Um, so my mom found um, Davy Ann in a newspaper and she's like, eh, I don't really love it. I'm going to do Davian. And that's it. <laughs> Davian. Davian. Yeah. God, that's so beautiful. It's oh, really thank cool. you. <laughs> Before we let you go, because at the front of the show is when I'm doing the promoting instead of at the end. So I already did that. We talked about the gimmicks that you have on your big cartel. We talked about pro wrestling tees. We just want this promo and the show to live forever so that when you just keep on your journey and continue to blow up, blow up, blow up, we want people to re- remind them, you know, to support a lot of really great people out on Russo's brand, on the Realm Network, and our patrons, and they're always constantly supporting. But I would just be interested in your finishing move and, like, where that came from. we got a couple minutes left to talk about that. Yeah, so my finisher I've been using for quite some time, um, and it took me a bit to, like, build it up to being my finish. Um, But uh, Alicia Edwards actually sent it to me. Uh, she saw it in a Beth Phoenix versus Mickey James match. And Beth Phoenix did it to Mickey. And she was like, this is really cool. We should do this in our next match. Um, and we did it. And it got such a great response from the crowd and everybody in the back. And I was like, okay, cool. This will be one of my new signatures. And then it just developed to being like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, do that kick that you do. Do that kick that you do. And I was like, why don't I just use this as my finish? Like, it's devastating. And then uh, Anthony Green, who's now August Gray, was like, you should call it the Davy End Your Life. And I was like, I've been doing this for like four years. Why didn't you call it that four years ago? Um, but that's how I came up with my finisher. <laughs> that's that's So that's a cool story. You're very, very positive, And I can see why you're so successful and why so many people love you and why work is so not lenient, but supportive of everything that you're doing. And I, we just wish you the, the best at the Realm Network and Russo's brand and everything. And what's up? We'll leave it on a closer of just, if you could pick any promotion, of course, in order, give me your top three and why, and then I'll, I'll let you get going. Um, my top three to like work for or yeah, to okay. be a part of. Um, to be a part of um, my, my 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 top, I don't want to choose between the two, but Chaotic Wrestling and Limitless Wrestling are my top two. Um, they're my homes. They have invested so much in me in the past year. Um, they've made me feel like a star and like just so valued. Um, nice. And they've given me such a platform to 
be creative and wrestle the best wrestlers in in the world, not just New England. Um, and I love them so much. And um, Shimmer, I've only worked there. Um, I've only been able to do two Shimmer shows because of COVID. Um, but such a welcoming locker room and. It was the dream to work for Shimmer. Um, it's such an incredible all women's promotion, uh, and it's just ugh, my Shimmer track jacket is probably my most valuable uh, possession. Uh, so it was such an honor to be able to work for them. Would you ever go back to Japan? Yes, I would. I don't know if I could live there for three months again, um, but Changing. if it was like, <laughs> yeah, if it was like a two week, three week thing, like cram as many shows as I could. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. I think my camera just died. Oh, Why? what How perfect timing though. Hold on a second. Yeah. Looks like my camera was unplugged. So because it's the timing. Yes. So we're going to, I'm going to plug back in and I'll do your, um, hold on one second. Maybe it'll come back on. What the fuck is going on today? You must be like a very special guest to be able to just like blow my entire unit up. But you know, um, I think it's my fault because my friends call me Murphy's Law. They're like, yeah, whatever will go wrong goes wrong when you're around. So never had this happen. Like it's just I'm pretty sure it's just me. <laughs> no, I think it's because I'm going to have to email them and ask them about the platform and like why um, – why it's not letting me, it's like I pay for this every month and it's expensive right. and it's like not giving me the option. So, you know what? I'll just say to everybody and I'll cut this in, um, Goldie's Closet, episode 121. And it's Davy, Davy, I've never heard this name before. Davian, Davian. Davian, yes. Davian. Davian. Yep. We always clap at the end. So I'll just put you in the solo. So just put your hands up and clap. <laughs> signing off everybody stay safe out there always or be free and um and stay golden what's up ladies and gentlemen just doing the daily check-ins on patreon wanted to wish you the greatest start to your week come on over to patreon we're doing a lot of customized love want to make sure everybody's getting the attention that they need and deserve and that's merited we still want to come by on regular social media platforms and say thank you so much for being here both for me and for the band love you and as always stay golden